Set Phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast. I thought you literally disappeared. I know. I, I was supposed to hit mute, and then I hit... I just got so, like, worried that I also <laughs> blanked. With, I'm sorry. I'm so, I was just panicking that it was going to be, like, a set yeah, phaser yeah. show with just me. Well, that wouldn't be so bad. You know, you can vamp for time. Mm. I have sound effects. I'm basically just full of sound effects. You have sound effects. You know how I talk. You could just, uh, just, start, just, just start using too many words and a lot of ums and... Funny voices. And James James Mason voices whenever James Mason at the least appropriate time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, welcome everyone out there in the world uh, to Set Phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast. Today's start date is start date two one four zero two two six point eight, and we are discussing episode four of Star Trek Picard. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, but book's not there. I can't do it. I can barely do it. <laughs> it's the lowest noise I can make. <laughs> Absolute candor. Should we run it down? Let's run it down. It's time to run it down. Can you run it down for me? about the car down. I had to make a note that I also want to take the beatbox out of the second part of that. This is a little peek behind the curtain, people, (laughs) that I want to tweak that for Picard. Uh, We're like a fourth of the way through the uh, season. Yeah, that's helpful for all of my editing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, uh, (laughs) Second part. Okay, today's episode is brought to you by two delirious nerds who are about to try and convey it to you in a coherent manner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. It's what we do every week. So, I feel like sometimes we're less exhausted, but this week we're killing the game. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. lots of coffee, lots of coffee, power naps, power naps, uh, text to each other at five fifteen in the morning. Literally uh, crossing over when you are going to mm-hmm. bed, I'm getting up. That's right. You're up super early. I'm up too late. <laughs> but we all we're here now, and we're talking about Picard episode four, and this episode is all about. Uh, well, you know, I'd like to say the first, this first act of the full series of Picard is all about what came before. Regret, perhaps. Certainly memory. Certainly the ramifications, things left undone, things that one wishes one had done differently. And this episode, Absolute Candor, is almost exclusively spent on Picard. Very little spent on our, our, our B subject line of Soji. So we'll basically just say... What's going on on the board cube is Soji 
is still messing around with Narek and he's still hot and brooding. And she's like, who are you? I usually trust people. And he's like, I'm nobody. And she's like, you don't wear any insignia. You have access to any parts of the ship that you want. Are you Tal Shiar? And he's like, no. And she's like, if you were Tal Shiar, would you say no? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, that makes me suspicious. And he goes, let's go ice skating in the basement. And so they do that and do some twirls and stuff. (laughs) And then they make out and then he upsets her. And then I couldn't tell when he's like, I'm uh, searching impossible curiosity. Just like you. If her like eyebrow lift was like, yeah, are they like, are they about to like get naked and throw down right here in the basement? I thought not. Had that vi- okay. Yeah. yeah. Because then later he's asleep and his sister comes in and, and wakes him up and puts her hand down his pants, which is weird. And then. Uh, tells him, get results in a week or I'm going to resort to violence. But that's basically all that happens on the Borg Cube, on the artifact this week. Most of the story is Picard. As it should be. So, as it should be. It's in the name. <laughs> oh, and this was a Freaksy episode. It was a Freaksy episode. But you can tell. You can tell. Because, in my opinion, Freaks episodes are always over too soon. To me. Okay. I'm like, that couldn't have been a full episode. I'm like, I'm ready for another 45 minutes. I feel like they're 20 minutes. They're so perfectly, like, they hit all the beats. It's, ugh. it's uh, well, okay, so it starts with a cold open, which we'll talk about. It's basically Picard 14 years ago. He goes to one of the Romulan relocation areas, a planet called Vashti. And I looked this up. It's the year 2385. And the settlement is lively, and he's all with the Romulans, and he's all like, hey, hello, and Romulan. And they're all like, hey, hello, and Romulan back to him, and I forgot what the words are, and I didn't write it down. I forgot. It's like He said it a couple times, hello. Oh, the... Yeah. Yeah, hello. True something or other. True, 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 true something? No. We'll we'll get that. It might be in later pages. I don't know. I'm a dummy. I don't love uh, Romulan as much as I love Klingon. So, uh... (laughs) He beeps down there. He talks to the people. And he's like, hey, I helped relocate you and we're working on more stuff. And don't you worry, the Federation's going to save you from your exploding star. And then he walks into the woods and he goes into like a, a settlement that's full of uh, what I would what I would describe visually as as Romulan nuns. And uh, there's a little boy and he's like, what did you get me? And the boy's name is Elnor. And Picard's like, I don't know. Did I get you anything? And he's like, how about the three musketeers? And the boy's like, yay. And then Picard and he read, he reads the book to the boy. And then he, they're doing fencing lessons. And Picard's talking to like the headmistress of the, of the nunnery, which we now know is the, like the, not a nunnery. It's the Coat Milat, the, uh, the, the Romulan, warrior nuns that a good word Mm. warrior nuns yeah why not yeah sure sure they have like swords and habits uh and they practice a thing called absolute candor which we'll come to later but basically Mm. it's radical honesty radical emotional honesty uh so i guess that's interesting and anyway picard's got this real relationship with elnor which is weird because we know picard does not like children that is canon uh, but he sometimes he he melts a bit. He's he sort of liked Wesley at the end, but did he like Wesley more because Wesley left? I think this is I think this is an evolution of Picard. This is a more mature, more paternal mm. Picard, or vuncular Picard, more uncle like. And 
Evuncular. Good, good choice of words. Redundantly verbose. No one can ever accuse you of that. I am that. Thank you. Thank you. So all the stuff and the kid really obviously adores Picard and Picard obviously into the kid, but then they're fencing one day and he gets a call and it's Rafi who we met in the last episode. And he's like, what? Who attacked Mars? The synths say what? Oh man, I gotta go. Uh, and then he leaves. And we basically find out that like the kid Elnor is some sort of orphan or something like that. And he's staying with the sisters of the co-op Milad and Picard says he's going to relocate him. But obviously this is the day of the event on Mars where the shipyards get exploded and the Federation decides to back out of helping the Romulans. And so Picard never finishes saving all the Romulans. And so he never reconnects with these people. And that is when we come into the episode proper. Uh, And so Picard has instructed the captain to take the ship to Vashti. Uh, uh, Ostensibly, I think he's, we think he's just going to go talk to the sisters and try to enlist their help in finding uh, Soji. But Rafi knows what happened on Vashti uh, and she wants to confront Picard. But before we get to that, I mean, listen, we know how that's going to go. She's going to, he's going to, they're going to, yeah, he gets the speech. He says he leaves, blah, blah, blah. He's going to get his way. He's Picard. But I think there's a couple really nice touches here that, as we said, are uh, instrumental in it being a Frakesy episode makes it seem so short. Uh, is that the first little chunk of dialogue is between Rios and uh, Allison Pill's character, who's, I can't remember, Dr. Dr. Girati. Oh, that's right. Girati. Dr. Girati. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Like you didn't remember that whole conversation we had last week? Her name is a sandwich. It's a meal. Durati. <laughs> An Italian you can sub. Chew it. Um, Durati. So they're talking, he's reading a book. Anyway, it's a great conversation. If you haven't seen the episode, then why are you watching this? But um it's it's fantastic. And it moves forward the plot a little bit, but it also gives you a little character development between Rios, who's broodingly reading his sad, tragic book about being sad in the existential absence of death, and Gerati, who's like, hey, what's going on? What does this do? What does that do? Why is the sky blue? What's up? And he's like, what? Yeah, poking him, and he's like, <laughs> And then <laughs> Rafi comes in, and she's like, what the hell are we going? And the guy says, oh, Picard told me he wanted to go to Vashti. So Rafi storms in on Picard, who's in the holodeck, and has had the the... So I, I Googled this to figure out what the names of some of the EMH Rioses are called. And mm-hmm. this one is called the Hospitality Hologram. So that's the one mm-hmm. with the sort of doc, like well put together, thoughtful one. Uh, and right. he's the one that's like, is it to, is it to your liking? Because they've made like an almost exact replication of Picard Ranch. And Picard's like, you've done a great job. And then, and then, uh, okay, calm down, Burmese. <laughs> Rafi storms in and she's like, what the hell are you thinking, Picard? And she yells at him and then Rio storms in, but he's just like watching and smoking his nub of a cigar, which is the same size for like 18 hours, like a full day. <laughs> it's, it's not lit. It's yeah. just, he's chewing on it. I'm sure it smells awful. <laughs> And uh, yeah, just an un like smoke put out, chewed on cigar that he's walking around a starship with. Uh, and she's basically telling Picard not to go down there because 
he's trying to confront his demons and Picard's like, I have to go. And then Allison Pill, Dr. Drachi, walks in and goes, hey, is this a secret meeting? Because you're all in here. Can I hang out? Am I part of the crew now? Yeah. <laughs> Am I part of the crew now? Uh, so are we all hanging out in Picard's house in the holodeck? Uh, and so Picard basically, they all voice their arguments. They say this is a rougher country. It's not the same as it was 14 years ago. You know, the since the Federation didn't follow through on their agreements with the Romulans, it's become a rough place. It's ruled by a group called the Gangly Danglies, Wangle Dangle Dinkle Dinks, the Bingity Bangity Bangs, the Watsabadopsops, Har Kantar. I just had to find it on my sheet. None of those earlier things I said. I'm just going to edit that. Okay. Maybe you should just have that just be its own thing, its own podcast episode. Um, just a mini set. So bonus content. Bonus content. Aki tries to find the words car cantar, both in his brain and on his notes. Uh so the car cantar, they're like warlords and smugglers, and they are they sort of control that sector. And they're being uh, fought by the Fenris Rangers. Easter eggs for everyone, but we don't get to figure out what all that means till later. Uh, Picard is not dissuaded by this information. He will go to Vashti because, as he tells Rafi portently, but not while explaining, I may never pass this way again. Because, hint, hint, remember, Picard is dying because his brain still has Borg stuff in it. Yes. Okay, thank you. I just needed someone to react. (laughs) Validation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And so he's like, we're going. And then Picard, the equivalent of storming out of a room and going to his room and slamming the door. He's like, I'll be in my quarters. And he leaves. They get there. There's a big Romulan, like, planetary net around the planet. They have to figure out a way in. Picard's like, oh, you should talk to Central and mention them. (laughs) Just tell them it's me. And Rafi says, we told them that, and they were not impressed. So they, I, I guess they have to bribe their way into, into the planet, and Picard is able to transport to the surface. He goes to the same town square that he went to in the cold open flashback, and things are very different. Uh, it's got a little bit of that uh, Discovery Season 3, Episode 2, Old West vibe. It's like, yes, it was a green paradise and a wonderful little town in the cold open. And now it's dusty. You can almost see the tumbleweed. Yeah, I was going to say, if a tumbleweed had blown across the street, it would have made total sense. And the the cafe saloon. with its, is it cafe? Uh, yeah, alfresco dining is now more of a saloon. And it's <laughs> Romulans only. And Picard walks up and he says, hello, in Romulan. And they all just stare at him. Uh, and he goes, okay. And he says, tries to do it to a few other people, and they just walk by, and he looks really sad and old. And I remember watching this the first time, and I was like, mm, he really does look frail and, like, unsure. He's a great... Patrick Stewart, great actor. He is. A lot he, of, you know, people don't say it enough. He is also old, though. He's pretty old. He is old, but he, he can... When he wants to portray powerfulness and vitality, he does it well. But here he really looked like... Oh, I'm just an old man. Hello? Hello, anyone? Help me. Was the vibe I got. No? Too much? <laughs> yes. No, so, I'm just enjoying that. Yeah. <laughs> he goes and he finds the, I guess we could call it the, I didn't look up the word for this, but let's call it nunnery. 
and the killer warrior the Romulan nuns. The killer warrior Romulan nun house. Not that that's hard to say. No, piece of cake. Killer warrior num num. Killer what? Shit. Killer warrior. Killer warrior Romulan Romulan nun. nun. Killer warrior. No. No, no. Killer, killer warrior Romulan nun. Romulan nun. The K W R N, of course. And he goes to their house, and the uh, the main head head coat Milotstris. Uh, sees him arrive and looks exactly the same age because Romulans, you know, like Vulcans, they don't really age. I mean, they age, but they live to be like 250 or something ridiculous like that. So 14 years is nothing. Picard is much older. Uh, and she says, you got old at uh, Picard. And he says, you have not. And she says, remember, this is a house of absolute truth. Don't you dare. But she's obviously a little flattered. And then he's like, I'm here and I need to ask for your help and and for the purposes of this episode because I'm too tired Picard will sound like James Mason because <laughs> I'm here and I need to ask for your help you must help me and they uh, he, she goes what do you need help with and then boom someone throws something big down and it's a strapping beautiful dark-haired young man dressed in all black and it's obviously uh, Elnor from before and he looks at Picard and Picard looks at him and Picard looks at the nun and the nun looks at Picard and the nun looks at El- Elnor and Elnor looks at Picard and then we jump away so uh, he basically Picard starts to talk to the head uh, killer warrior Romulan nun I wrote it down so that he can what I just can't say it killer well, just don't think about it. <laughs> if you think about it, it becomes impossible. Killer warrior, not Romulan. Killer warrior. No, I don't. So he talks to her and he's like, hey, I need your help. <laughs> and she says, okay, well, maybe we can help. What's the deal? And he basically explains that there's people after him and he is in danger and he may die and he's fighting the Tal Shiar and the only people who he knows who can go up against the Tal Shiar, the Romulan secret service are these co-op Milat, right? Um, so he's asked for help and she basically says, well, there's one who you could help who also needs, it's one who could help you who also needs your help, who never got placed anywhere. Co-op Milat is essentially supposed to be a female order. So apparently he, he has passed his tests, but he can never fully be a co-op Milot, I suppose. Because he's a man. Because he's a man. How discriminatory. How discriminatory of these co-op, these so-called co-op Milot. Um, whatever, I'm cool with it. He, you know, stay in your lane, Elnor. But he is looking smooth. He's looking deadly. Not like, I'm not like turned on, like, oh man, this guy's hot, take your shirt off. But he's looking like he's grown into like full on killer warrior Romulan nun. You know, he's got that walk of like deadly coolness. And I thought to myself, I wonder if we'll be able to see him do something awesome with his sword before this episode is over. And I was not disappointed, hint, hint. So... Uh, she basically says, listen, if Picard, if you want someone to help, you're going to have to convince Elnor to help. And the way that you get the Coat Malat to help you is by telling them your story and seeing if they choose to bind their sword to your cause. 
So Picard and Elnor have an awkward conversation in which Picard says, remember Data, he died, and uh, his daughters, uh, one of them came to me, and she died right in front of me. And he says, are you being pursued? And Picard's like, not just pursued, basically anticipated, and we could be dead. And they talk back and forth, but Elnor is not quite convinced. He's still a little upset that Picard left him in the lurch low 14 years ago and never returned. And so he says, well, you've been left high and dry. You left me high and dry. I don't see why I shouldn't do the same to you. And he storms off. So Picard takes his lumps. And he he walks back all Charlie Brown style back to the center of town with his book bag. And he hears from the ship. And Rio says, like, there's uh, one of these, I am not going to do my mumbly business. Bird of prey. Was a bird Car- of prey. Yes. One of the bird of prey from the Carcantar is coming and has, because Picard showed up and he's been caused, he's been being mentioned within the net. And so there's information out and he's obviously wanted. So uh, he goes back into town. Rio says seven minutes till the next opening in the net and we can uh, get you out. Card's like, okay, I'll be where I'm supposed to be. But then he walks into town and remember he's James Mason. So he's like, oh, I see this sign that says Romulans only. And I'm an old man by myself who's recently been rejected. And I feel bad because of lots of things. I have regrets about what I did. So he walks up to that sign that says Romulans only. And he picks it up and he throws it on the ground. Then he steps on it. Then he walks into the saloon, click, clack, clickety, clack, clack, clack. But he's not wearing actual spurs because they didn't jump the shark. And he sits down at a table. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and he, he, he's, yep, jump the shark. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he is then confronted by three Romulan henches and one guy's in charge. And he goes, you know, I used to be a senator and we listened to your pretty words and there were tears in my eyes when you said you would save us all from the exploding star. Well, you didn't deliver, Picard. You didn't deliver! Picard goes, that's not true. I did my best, but I let perfect become the enemy of the good. Oh, I almost did a Picard there. See, I got excited. Once the adrenaline's flowing, I can do it. I was like, we're switching between something and James Mason. Where's James gone? But your Picard was better. James, I can slip into a James. Picard, I really got to get riled up. <laughs> I've got to get riled up. It takes so much energy That's to do pretty it. good. Whereas, like, James Mason, I can do from a dead sleep. It's so good. It makes me feel sleepier. <laughs> That's your your James Mason. It's a bit like Jafar from Aladdin. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're yes. all the same. Yes. yes. I was yes, a creepy, vaguely British man. Uh, with ulterior motives. Mm. Uh, <laughs> they laugh without, without letting their teeth separate. Laugh <laughs> with my lips. <laughs> uh, well, you're not going to edit this out? <laughs> I, you know, as I started, I was like, what What am I doing? Oh, boy. I can't believe you're encouraging this. Anyway, these three Romulans confront Picard and they yell at him for not doing what he's supposed to do. And Picard says, you're right, and I apologize, but there's nothing I could have done, and and that's not on me, and we can still get along. And the guy says, no, give him your sword. And they put a sword in Picard's hand, and they drag him out into the square of town. And then the guy takes out his sword, and he's trying to fight Picard with the sword, and Picard parries a few thrusts, and then he throws the sword down. No! And he's, no, I will not fight you. And the guy says, Ugh. and he's about to swing on Picard, and then you hear a mellifluous voice from the crowd say, my friend, 
choose life. Choose to live. Choose to live. Choose to live. I, I haven't even flipped pages. I just love this episode so much. I basically have it here. My friend, choose to live. And the guy looks back at the co-op, Milat, Elnor, and then he looks back at Picard, and he obviously doesn't choose to live. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, and dun, he dun. takes a sword to go after Picard, and he's going to swing. And so Elnor uh, jumps up in the air, kicks somebody, spins laterally, swings around, swipes with his sword, and then the guy who was about to strike Picard freezes. And then a thin line of green blood trickles down his neck and his head and body slump in opposite directions. He is dead. And Elnor says, uh, I'm sorry you chose wrong. Or, or I regret your choice. Yeah, I mean, yes, I regret your I choice. I regret your choice. And then he says, this man, Picard, I am a Coat Milad and I bind his sword, his cause to my sword. So if you have a problem with him, no, I don't want to do this voice. <laughs> so if you have a problem with him, then you got a problem with me, bro. Basically is what he says <laughs> while he's waving his sword around. And Picard says, no, Elnor. And he says, listen, I'm Picard and I screwed up here 14 years ago and I apologize. Uh, basically, that's it. And then uh, I'm trying not to look at my notes. I don't know why. But basically, oh, that's not enough to convince the crowd to go with them. And so they're about to attack. And then Rio says, hey, we're ready to beam up. Picard's like, let's go. So they go up on the ship and they get out of danger. And the Picard's like, you listen to me, Elnor. That man didn't deserve to die. Even though the guy definitely had to die. He was about to chop Picard's head off. But whatever, it's fine. And he goes, you only kill people when I tell you to, basically. And Elnor goes, okay. And Picard says, swear it. And he says, I swear. And then they do the book thing. I think which means I'm an I'm an open book thing or something. I'm some some sort of yeah. truth. Some thing. sort of some sort of truth. Yeah, I, I like mm. that. Mm. Hello, listeners. If you're not watching this, I'm raising prayer hands and opening them like a book because I am bound to your cause, my friend. Choose to live. So, <sighs> Picard does that. They're like, bah, 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 bah. Picard's like, hey, why did you come save me? And he's like, hey, it seemed like you could use my help. And Dr. Jirachi's there. And she's like, whoa, wow, oh, cool. This is what's happening. Why did this all happen? And he goes, uh, uh, Elnor says, your case seemed to fit the requisites for us binding our sword to it. And Jirachi goes like, what's the prerequisite for binding your sword to a cause? And he goes, oh, we only bind ourselves to lost causes. And she's like, say what? <laughs> but there's not enough time to worry about that because now the bird of prey is on the ship. Pew, 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 Dogfight in space, pew, 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 pew. Boom, 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 shields at 89. And Rios is flying the ship between the bird of prey and the planetary defense. And everything's going, he's, he's trying to get out of the way. He can't fly faster, but he says he can't. I can't fly faster, but I can fly out, fly them, fly better out. He's going to fly better than the ship. Anyway, they're saved at the last moment by a mysterious ship. And the ship comes in and they're all like, oh, who's that? I don't know, man. And the ship's flying around and stuff. And uh, it, shoots the bird of prey distracts and then Rios is able to shoot the wing off the bird of prey and the bird of prey crashes into the planet and explodes and then the other ship is too narrow and it's then the person is trying to contact the ship and they're asking to be beamed aboard and Picard's like you should do it and Rios is like I don't know and 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 uh, Allison Pill is not saying anything and Rafi's like I don't know about this at all and then Picard's like you must do it and they do it and they Elnor. Elnor. 
He says, Elnor. That's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> he just says, Elnor. Remember what we talked about in the last scene? <laughs> Get ready to kill somebody if I ask you to. And, <laughs> and then someone beams <laughs> aboard the ship. And who that person is, is evident if you watch the show. But we'll talk about it next week on the show. Hit him with a dun dun dun. <laughs> but it's not just anybody. It's not. No, it's not just anybody. It's somebody. It's somebody. It's a big deal. It's mm. somebody. Um, and that is the end of episode four of season one of Star Trek Picard. My heart rate is elevated. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, an episode entitled Absolute Candor. Absolute Candor. Absolute did I see someone say that this was their favorite episode yes, while I was talking? Yes, you did. Uh, it was Susie Bill. Yeah, it's a great app. It's a great app. It's a great app. So freaksy. So freaksy. It's so smooth. Like, you never you never th- think in the episode about, I don't know how to describe it. It's just like, just you're gripped. You get the cold open, you get the credits, and then you're gripped from the top to the bottom. It's characters are intense, and the acting is intense, and the action comes at the right time. And everything's shot so great. Nothing's too artsy, but things are artsy enough. I love when Frakes directs an episode. Well, you're normally with Frakesy. That's interesting. I lost my notes. Um, normally with Frakesy, it's more about the emotional. So for me, like it yes. was the scene with Elnor when he was younger and the the storytelling with Picard and playing yeah. swords. Playing swords? Is that what we call it? Sure. Yeah, playing swords. Okay. I don't know. Playing swords. <laughs> but it was that sort of moment of like, Mm-hmm. connection and fatherly yes. or uncle uncular mm-hmm. love he's like leaning on picard and he says what does uh what does parry mean and he says i'll show you tomorrow and then he goes okay and he like leans back down and he's like anyway d'artagnan took his sword and killed that dude um yeah frakes does the emotional stuff super well but he also so you wouldn't necessarily want him in on the like that's not even true. He does everything super well, but he he puts the emotion in there front and center, and I think that's true of the Jurati Rios conversation at the beginning. Uh, and there's comedy too. He does the comedy, the lighthearted stuff, really well, blended with the heavy stuff. So like Picard contemplating death and the mistakes he's made in the past, but also people running into the holodeck and interrupting him and arguing with him. And uh, oh yeah, Rios drops a couple of f bombs in this mm. episode. Say what? We're not on network TV anymore. Yeah. Uh, you said you just lost your nose, but should we do quotable moments? Quotable moments. Yes, we should. I just don't remember what my quotes were, unfortunately, because I had written well, them down and my notes had disappeared in my whole Mac crash balls. Um, but let's do quotable moments. I think what you're trying to say is killer warrior Romulan nun. Killer warrior Romulan nun. Killer warrior Romulan nun. Killer warrior Romulan nun. If you think of it as not English, but like Killer warrior fake, Romulan nun. Killer warrior. Yeah. Romulan think of it as like fake Romulan. You're like, oh, oh good day. Killer warrior Romulan nun to you. Oh, I did have, there was one that I did have. What do you got? A promise is a prison. Yes, that was a great one. Yes. Yes, I thought that was great. And that was another, that's like a statement that like underscores the whole episode. Mm. A promise is a prison. It's all about the promises Picard made that he wasn't able to follow through on. That's what that whole planet is screwed up. Uh, I assume that you wrote down Rafi's quote that she says to Rios 
when they say they're going to Vashti, she says, man, can't even take a guilt trip without using a starship, <laughs> which is mwah. Uh, just brilliant. Susie also enjoyed the Romulan rebirther movement. Yes, Romulan rebirther movement, which is like a curious thing because now we know that they're the that certain uh, 900 years or so that the there's unification unification that's true mm-hmm. right so that's yeah. kind of i having watched season three of discovery now it's kind of interesting to see the romulans at this phase and now we get to wonder if picard season two will deal with some of the like romulan vulcan coming back together into the fold even though they'd have to deal with spock who gonna have to be an older spock now i don't know uh okay do you have any more quotes i do but I wanted the, I thought I wrote down his little speech. Picard's speech? Did, of yeah, course Picard had a speech. Jean-Luc, sometimes I think the only reason I come here is to listen to these wonderful speeches of yours. What was the speech, Jockey? I don't have it. I wrote what? down the wrong thing. I wrote down the Romulan speech. Because Picard says, my friends, I grieve. And then the Romulan says... No one asked for your pity, Picard. Just as no one asked for your help. You and Starfleet had no understanding of Romulan ingenuity, resolve, self-sufficiency. You took advantage of us at the very moment when we doubted ourselves, enticed us with your empty promises, and did everything in your power to scatter, confuse, and divide us. And that's when Picard says, that is not so. Anyway, that was an exciting part. The, I guess the thing later on is not really a speech because he goes like, I am Picard and I'm sorry. After the after the guy's dead, I thought I wrote that down. But all I have here is, is that I'm bound to Picard as Colin Kai. And that's the anyone who threatens him will be choosing to die. And that's the voice I'm going to use for him <laughs> from now on. Very emo. We're going He's with like, El- emo Elnor. What's up? Come on, Picard. That makes him sound like a Muppet. You suck, man. Why'd you leave me here? Dude. Uh, and then, of course... Oh, no, we'll say that. Well, I mean, the mystery pilot has the greatest quote, but whatever. We'll talk about that next time. Why are there some odd accents going on? Elnor maintains his Kiwi accent. Yes. Did you pick up on that accent? I did notice it. Yeah, I'm I'm only Irish blind. Okay. I apparently cannot hear Irish accents unless someone points them out to me. But yeah, Kiwi accent, I heard very strong. and And I was like, I remember that about him. And so now that we were back in this episode, I was wondering... Do any of does the do any of the other killer warrior Romulan nuns speak with an accent? No, they all have like, but maybe he's from the like you know New Zealand side of Romulus. Obviously, Romulus has Irish accents in the south and the more Americanish accent in the north because that's when she slaps his head and says, "Because you're a stubborn Northerner." That's right. right. Uh, I'm just retconning that that's why they speak that way. <laughs> it's, it's you regional. create your own I canon. Know. It's I when I watch shows like this and people have uh, funky accents, it just makes me happy that uh, everyone doesn't sound like an American. So that's cool because I get tired of like, hey, hi, 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 hi. So I like that someone shows up and it's like, hello, I'm hi. James Mason. Hi. I'm Elnor. Uh, and so now <laughs> the crew 
is complete. Uh, we have a pilot, a captain. We have, oh, how about Scantle challenging Elnar with his disruptor quote? A phaser is no match for a disruptor. Sister boy. Sister boy. That's right. He does yes. say that. Uh, and that's why they get out of there super fast. That's what I remember. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Thank you, Susie. That's Come why on. he's like, thank you, Suzanne. Yeah. But is it? Dun, dun, dun. There will be disruptors versus swords later on in the series. Okay. Cut it out. Okay, I'll stop. Been working out a place to use that. That was fun. Well, I'll always give you an opportunity for a record scratch. Rest assured. Yeah, that's all I have, really. I have the quote between Picard and the headmistress. They have a big conversation, but there's nothing super great about that. Oh, no, no, no. The end is good. Okay, great. Yes, I'm glad I did write this down. Yeah, it's worth it. Because she says, he says, so is he really caught Milot? And she says, no. And as a man, he can never be, but he is open-hearted. And apart from this, this display of reticence that you always seem to inspire him forthright, and his fighting skills are truly formidable. And Picard says, and you would send him away? I'm doing James Mason. He might find himself in serious danger. He might die. And she says, he will. But before that comes to pass, it would gladden my heart to see him live. That's pretty good. Come on, freaks. The good one. Yep. Come on, freaks. Pull the bars, oh, freaks. Yeah. And so those are our favorite quotes. Let's let's just move on to next time. Next time. Do, 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 do. Next time on Set Phasers. All right, so next time, <laughs> you don't want me to go off the dome because it would be bonkers. Uh, next time, we will be covering episode five of season one of Star Trek Picard. So we will be at the halfway point of the season. There are only 10 episodes in this first. I know, I know. What it it seemed like just yesterday we were watching the first one. So episode five is called, uh, it's got a cool name. Stardust. It's called Stardust City Rag. I'm trying to say it without all the paper sounds. Episode five is called Stardust City Rag. And so I guess we're going to be getting to Freehold. Free Cloud. Free Cloud, yes. What's Freehold? Free I don't know. It's from a different... Some sort of English law thing mm-hmm. about... Yes, exactly. Owning property or some shit. Yes. <laughs> some shit. Or some shit. Uh, or some shit. Or some shit. So please join us. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Uh, I know we were delirious, mostly me, but if you enjoy the program, you can catch us every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Facebook Live, or you can catch it as a podcast every Monday, wherever podcasts come from. Indeed. We are, of course, on Facebook and Instagram at Sith Phasers Podcast, and we would love to have you join in the conversation of all things Trek with us. And me and my meme game, we're strong. Meme game strong. We're stronger together. Come and join me. Mm-hmm. And if you'd like to support this continuing mission to discover whatever Picard has in store for us, we'd only be delighted. You can patronize us. We can take it by going to patreon.com slash set phasers. And of course, you can join us with some fun Netflix watch parties that we do every month. Yes. And we get to, we'll, we'll chat with you. We'll watch Trek together. It's the best. It's the best. In fact, this is a short month, so we probably have another one coming up. We do. That's right. This month is over after this weekend, right? Should be March 7th, I think, is our first one. 
Is it, uh, Next weekend. Yeah. Right? It'll be March 1st or March 7th. Wait. Yeah, it's going to be March 7th because that's the first March Sunday. March 1st is the Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. March, yeah, March 7th. Yeah, yeah. So, Put it this coming in your weekend, dimes. you have seven days to join set phases on patreon.com and then you can join us for our next watch party in which we will watch I don't know what yet but we will discuss we will discuss uh well we will discuss until next time from me and James Mason I'm Stevie yeah. Mans and I'm Aki Bermese Killer Warrior Romulan Nun <laughs> computer and program hmm?